Welcome to Love at First Science, the podcast designed to dig deep into neuroscience, the human body, and anatomy. My name is Celeste. I'm a physio, and I teach anatomy to yoga teachers. And this podcast is an archive of the lessons I've learned along the way in my attempt to bring a more science-based approach into the yoga world. Just a quick reminder that I don't run any ads, so this podcast can only grow with your support. If you learned something new that you found useful, please do rate and review the podcast. And if you think the content can help someone get out of pain, improve their life, move without injuries, or even just feel more inspired, please share it with them. It would mean the absolute world to me, and you never know, we just might help elevate our community along the way. Today's interview is with Lizette Pomper. She started practicing yoga in 2009 and since has never looked back. She took her knowledge further, deepening it with world-famous teachers like Jason Crandall and Tiffany Cruikshank, going into anatomy on a whole new level. And although yoga has always been her first love, she also cross-trains with resistance, which I think is just so amazing. And she incorporated all these different modalities into her extremely successful app, where people can benefit not only from her amazing knowledge and awesome workouts, but her warm personality. I know you're going to love meeting Lizette, so let's jump straight in. This episode has been broken up into two parts, and this is part two. The thing is, there are so many parents out there with special needs kids. I, when I was in the physio doing pediatrics, I went to their houses and I met these families. And yeah. in England, we're so incredibly blessed because the government provides mm. a lot of equipment. But then when I was volunteering in countries like Cambodia, there's nothing for these children. Yeah. So really, they are reliant on the people around them. And to hear that you are just, it's just beautiful to hear that your weight training is so much more than the aesthetics, which I think is yeah. sort of where people have always put all their time and energy and mental focus, but it's really not sustainable. People fall off the wagon because it's just not motivating. No, exactly. I like stop thinking about aesthetics and focus on getting stronger and focus on uh, feeling good because aesthetics are just going to take you, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it might feel nice in the beginning to see how your body changes, but if you only have that in your brain, your goal is can disappear this fast. But in, instead, if you're thinking, oh, I want to be able to do a push up, or I want to be able to squat carrying a bar that weighs this, then you have this other goal in your mind that it's not, I want to look like this, but I want to be able to do this. And I'm, I'm just sorry, my mind has just gone back to you carrying your daughter because I think a lot of people would take some kind of aid with them, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm very inspired by the fact that you're like, you're going to walk and when you're tired, <laughs> I'm carrying you. Because even the <laughs> process of carrying, I, I don't know how this translates so much to your daughter being uh, grown, but I know that when I have looked into the research of mums with babies, actually carrying the baby actually counts as tummy time for the baby. Mm. So yes, the baby's being held, but the baby's still very active in the mm. arms of the mum. Whereas as soon as you put the kid into a pram or any yeah. kind of push chair, they then don't the have child to use is anything. completely passive. Yeah. Mm. So actually you're probably doing your daughter's body favor by... Yeah. I hadn't her. thought about it that way, but it's very, yeah, it is. Uh, She's working as well. Clever. She's yeah, working her, yeah. So well done you. I'm so very <laughs> impressed. When you're working with your clients, um, are there any kind of pearls of wisdom, 
sort of scientific principles that you're applying to your uh, clients to help them um, either with maybe pain they've got or any kind of physical deficit, um, just to kind of give us a little bit of background into sort of things we can be thinking about within our own training as well. Hey, my loves, real quick, if you are hypermobile, be sure to check out my book, Too Flexible to Feel Good, where my co-author and I share the latest science on how to help a bendy body feel awesome. If you already have the book, please do leave it an Amazon review. It helps more than you could ever know, and it just might help someone else feel a bit more stable in their bodies. The book is called Too Flexible to Feel Good, and you can get it from most online retailers. Well, first we go through an assessment and we go through kind of the different movement patterns that we're going to move through. So I want to take them through a six different patterns, which is we're finding push, pull, we're finding squat, single leg work, we're finding uh, launches, and uh, we're also working through core. And the assessment is just basically to, when I work with clients face-to-face, one-to-one, and the assessment is to see how they can move and uh, what do they need to modify a little bit. So, or going um, through the movement so that they can understand them better. So when we're moving to push what you're working so that I feel that if you get someone to work, but they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, it's a bit more difficult to really move through that thinking well what is this you know i might be doing push-ups but what am i working or i might be hinging but what am i working so first is going through that and getting to the assessment to see how much mobility they have maybe in their ankles if we're going to be doing lunches and what they have to do and once we understand the body a little bit is uh moving through i like to move them through a progressive overload so help them understand that they don't have to go the heaviest but you want to, especially if you never lifted weight, you wanted something light enough for, me, for you to do the movement with quality. And then once your body recognizes what the movement is like, then you start adding weight. And what happens with beginners a little bit is once they might, might take one set of dumbbells and they go through the movements and then, then it's like, oh, this feels good, you know? And then they get into that too long so then i had to come in and like no that's now, where your skill you're, is you're like yeah. no, no 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 you're you're ready to to go heavier you know and it's like do you think i can go heavier yes sure you can do it so it's finding how your body moves understanding what progressive overload is so that you can start with quality and from there progress your body in a way that feels sustainable without if you move too fast through that range through that Climbing up in weight, it can get a little bit, you know, it can get a little bit jarring for the body. And also we move through um, time under tension, another principle that I like mm-hmm. to use so that they don't move super fast, but they don't understand what it takes for the body to go through the movement. Um, can you in, elaborate? I don't, think, I don't think many people will know what time under tension means. So please elaborate because I think that people could use this as a, as a tool. Time under tension is a time you're, muscles stay under work or uh, I like to put the example of a we can take a push-up or we can take a squat but let's say you're standing and from standing you're sitting down into that squat so you could do that squat quite fast depending on how much you have but if you have a weight that allows to go into that squat like you know one second down one second up you can do that exercise pretty fast 
But if I change that and if, and if I say to you, well, we're going to time, we're going to change the tempo or the time under tension, then you're going to grab that same way. But from something, you're going to lower that into that squat for five seconds. Then you have to work five, four, three, mm. two, one. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, shaky. <laughs> So imagine the tension your your muscles have to you have to elongate that tension to get into that squat, and you can do that. Uh, it usually takes the eccentric part of the movements. If you're standing into lowering down into that squat, or if you're doing a push up from that arm straight into lowering down to the floor, if you're doing a pull up from the top of the pull up, lowering down super slowly, which is not the same thing as just hanging back into the pull up. <laughs> So that's time under tension, that eccentric phase of a movement, elongating or playing with that. It could be three seconds. It could be five seconds. And then you can get into that bottom of the squat and hold it also for a little bit longer. And you can play with that time under tension into different phases of the movement. But you don't have to just think that a squat is just going up and down as fast as you can. Like it yeah. doesn't, like the slower you go, them and especially if you don't have many weights to work with if you just have one that it's light to do squats if you play with the time under tension then you can get much more out of that same weight oh thank you so much that sounds like an amazing thing I was actually thinking oh I really wish that you had a studio around the corner from my house so I could train with you guys it would be awesome (laughs) but actually you do have an app right so people who are listening if they did want to kind of have all these amazing nuggets in real time you can actually guide them on your app yeah I have an app and if you go to my Instagram or to my webpage you can get a link to that and I have different programs there I have a beginner's program that it's uh, five weeks. I have an intermediate program that it's eight weeks. I have another program that it's six weeks. We have different programs. We have yeah, I have I have <laughs> uh, yoga with kettlebells to different workouts just for you to combine whatever you wow. needed in different lengths. That's what people and, need: uh, yoga and weights combined. Exactly combined, <laughs> and it, it's really fun. I mean, I have a very lovely community there of. Uh, women guys everybody and uh, that are training with me and uh, it, it's it's just really fun and it's amazing to see that you can reach so much people online yeah. and that people can do these exercises some of them are doing doing the, them at the gym but you can also do them at home if, if you have a little bit of equipment and it's so nice listening to your voice Oh, thank you. (laughs) Honestly, I just, I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, keep talking. (laughs) Tell me more. And I think that, yes, I think it's so important that you really resonate with the person and the way they explain things, of course, but also just like the tone of your voice and I love your accent. You're from Mexico, right? I'm from Mexico. I moved away many years ago, but I'm from Mexico. (laughs) So just give us a quick brief background because I failed to get you to introduce yourself properly, but you basically moved um, from Mexico to Madrid. Was that the first time you came? Yeah, exactly. I I moved from Mexico to, to Spain. I actually moved to Santiago de Compostela first time. And then uh, to Madrid, and I lived in Madrid many years, and Madrid is very, very, very close to my heart. I love that city. Uh, And then from there, I met my husband, and he's Swedish, and I moved to Sweden eventually. Quite the adjustment from Spain to Sweden, my love, given that the weather is probably not as good, but life in Sweden is very good. I do love the Swedish culture. Yeah, it is. It is a really good life, and uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have a, a 
yoga studio and to to job with what I love, to work with what I love. So yeah, and also I think um, a huge respect to you in the sense that you are so multilingual. And that, I mean, it couldn't have been easy coming from Mexico and then learning languages off of zero. And yeah, you speak so eloquently and yeah, just, I'm so always very, very honored to talk to you. Um, and I just want to encourage everybody who's listening to this to check out not just your content, but your app um, and get to know Lizette, man. What a babe. Lizette, oh, something thank I, you. Lovely. <laughs> something I ask all the guests is if you could send a message out to everybody and it doesn't have to be related to training or science or anything, just a message from your heart to the world. Is there anything you would like to say? I just uh, want to say to keep trying, keep trying new things. You know, it's never too late. It's you're never, you know, just open your mind and your heart to new experiences. And uh, it's, it's the best you can do because it's never too late for anything. And even if something feels scary, you never know until you've tried it a few times. So just mm -hmm. get out there and try your best and try new things. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lizette. It's been an absolute pleasure. And just before we sign off, can you tell people where to find out more about you? They can find more about me uh, on my Instagram. I'm often there. It's Lizette underscore Pompa or on my webpage, LizettePompayoga.com. Awesome. My love. Thank you so much for joining us. And everybody, don't hesitate. Go check out Lizette. She's, as you can see, a total babe. And oh, inside you and do. out. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Yeah. I mean, massive mutual respect, I'm sure. But like, yeah, I, I fangirl hard. And so nice having, so nice having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was part two. Next week, we'll be welcoming a new guest. Remember, if this episode was helpful at all, please do share, rate, and review.